Radio Rumi. بیایید بیایید که گلزار دمیده است بیایید بیایید که گلزار دمیده است بیایید بیایید که دلدار رسیده است بیارید به یک بار همه جان جهان را به خوشید سپارید که خوش تیر کشیده بران زشت بخندید که ناز نماید بران زشت بخندید که او ناز نماید بران یار بگرید که از یار بریده است Hi everyone I am Fatime Kesavaz and this is Radio Rumi and I started with a ghazal that is celebrating the blooming of the flowers Indeed, it talks about um, an entire flower field being in bloom. And it's calling on everyone. Bioid, bioid. Come, come. And come because all the flowers are blooming. Come because the beloved is here. And bring everything that you have. All your possessions. All your whatever is dear to you. to your heart, to your soul, to your life, because there is this vast celebration of life where he's living. And I open with this poem because it's a very important theme in Rumi's poetry. When you really, particularly when you go to the lyric poetry, it's like a vast celebration. Everybody's dancing, everybody's laughing, People are running around and there's like parades going on and the particles are all dancing in the air in the direction of the sun. You might ask yourself, what is he celebrating? What is all of this? I'm going to talk about that concept. And that ties in with something that he actually didn't by any means invent himself. A lot of other mystics, East and West, Muslim and non-Muslim, but particularly Muslim mystics, spoke about this, this concept, and they referred to it as Vahdat al-Wujud, or the oneness of all existence. Vahdat al-Wujud, again, that's an Arabic term, but it's used equally by the 
Persian mystic. And according to according to Vahdat al-Wujud, or the oneness of existence, the whole universe is one. And we, as parts of that universe, belong to it and are connected with each other. In fact, there is a uh, another Persian mystic who lived not so long in time away from Rumi uh, called Aziza Nasafi. Nasafi basically said, Wujud yek nur bishnis. In nuras kajan alamas. All of existence is one light. And this light is the life that is spread through the universe and basically brings the universe to life. Now, of course, we look around and we see all the differences in the universe. We see that not only there are differences, there is discord and disagreement and fights and, and um, conflict of interest and all kinds of things, which are very, very real. Well, people who put forward the idea of the oneness of the existence basically said, imagine that this light goes through different windows or shines through different kind of glasses. Imagine, for example, standing in a church where, with a beautiful, large stained glass window. Different parts of the window with their different shapes and colors allow the light to pass through them and transform into different shapes and colors. And so what we see are all those different shapes and colors, but according to this perspective, none of us is existentially, fundamentally better or worse than any other. We are all rooted and planted in this same light of existence. In fact, Nasafi says, we are each a window and light shines through us. We are those, you know, colorful stained glasses. And then he says, you know, yes, true, some of these windows are larger, some of them are smaller, some windows get old and have to be rebuilt. But ultimately, we are as important as any other window. And he actually has a, this is Nasafi, not Rumi, but certainly one from the same tradition. Um, he has a very interesting logic of explaining how each one of us, regardless of um, apparent importance or lack thereof or different shapes and colors, we are equally important. He says, if you want to understand that, think of a sentence. If you take a large, elegant, uh, literary concept, literary word, out of that sentence, the sentence goes wrong. And if you take a word and, a word as small as and or of, out of that sentence, again, the sentence goes wrong. In other words, we are all absolutely essential to this dance of existence, to this vast gulzar or flower garden, which is blooming, which Rumi was talking about earlier. Um, according to this perspective, because nobody is created superior or inferior, the truth could also be sought and found anywhere, which then makes it difficult for any individual to tell anybody else or any religious authority or any institution to tell people 
that they own that truth and they can define it and they're the only ones who understand. The world is a huge galaxy uh, with these planets and with these bright stars and less bright stars, but nonetheless, all are pulled together and held together with the gravity of love, with the force of love. And literally, actually, the name of Rumi's teacher, Shams, about whom at some point we will talk because he's an equally fascinating character to learn about. His name means the sun. Actually, his full name means Shamsuddin, which means the son of spirituality. Um, but Rumi very often talks about him as the sun in the solar system that pulls together all the, the stars around him. Now, here for us, people who live in the 21st century and are very used to having scientific arguments and conversations with facts presented to us and measurable ways of thinking about concepts, it's very common for us to say, well, what is the basis of all this? You know, this is all talk. Can you bring me a scientific evidence that shows any of these things? And my answer is very brief and simple and clear. No, this is not laboratory science. This is not hard science. This is not about measuring. This is not about weighing or calculating. Indeed, a lot of mystics, they are of scientific background. They very much value those um, understandings of the universe and measurements and science. But... They view this inner world as being different, of a different nature, that requires a different kind of tool of perception and of exploration for us to be able to understand it. So they go clearly and purposefully against saying, this is an exact science that you can go into the classroom and prove to your, to your students. But, but, you can talk to people, you can try to speak about it, you can put it into words that people connect with. That some inner perception of yourself and of other people around you seems to connect with this, to make sense of it. And that's all that matters to these people. Because remember, even when we feel down or when we feel happy and high, it's very hard to get some scientific measure of it and explain it. Although, of course, there's nothing wrong with looking at sciences that, you know, look at our brains and look at our bodies and try to make sense of it from a different perspective. What I'm saying here and what these teachers, these spiritual teachers, these Sufi masters like Rumi say is not to ignore that scientific progress but to understand that there are other sides to us which we should value and nurture and celebrate. And when they talk about it, we connect with it. And again, remember, in the, one of the previous episodes, I told you that Rumi says, The sun is the proof of the sun. It's there. Don't turn your face away and you will see it. 
So let's listen to this one. Here is Rumi trying to tell us about this oneness of the universe. Sobha Vujud Ra, Bejuzin of Dagni. Sobha Vujud Ra, Bejuzin of Nist. Barzarre, Zarre, Vahdat Husnash, Mohadarine. The morning of existence, if you imagine all of existence to be like a dawn, a day, um, this existence has only one sun. And then it's very interesting in the second hamstick of this poem, Rumi creates a uh, construction which is very interesting and he calls that Vahdate Hosnash, the unity of its beauty. So the dawn of existence has only one sun and on every particle, the unity of its beauty, it's like a regular mogadari, uh, it's really like a salary, like you, what you receive every month yeah, for, for whatever, you know, for our jobs and so forth, but something that comes to you regularly. So the sun is in its beauty, brings a kind of unity to all the little particles on which it shines like a regular giving of bounties, of salary, of something that you could live on. Amma, amma bedan sabab ke be har sham o har sabuh ashkal nou namayat gui ke digari. Let me read the Persian one more time. Sopeh wujud ra be juzin aftab nis bad zarre zarre bahdat husnash mugarrarinis. اما بدان سبب که به هر شام و هر سبوه اشکال نو نماید گویی که دیگری نیست. The dawn of existence only has only one sun and it shines with the unity of its beauty on every particle. But because every morning and, and every sundown it's shining on, on new objects from different angles with different shades. They look like a different world. It's looked like it's a different morning, but indeed the sun of its beauty is the unity that is a constant in all of these sunshines and sunrises and sundowns. And then he takes it a step further, a very important step that brings in our perception and our response to the sunrise and sundown and makes us agents important about understanding the unity. He says that to chujang bashat gui dolashkaras. Dar to chujang bashat gui dolashkaras. Dar to chujang nabad dami dolashkaras. So if there is a war in you, if parts of you are fight with each other, you are aware of fragmentation inside you. Many different sides. A side is angry, a side is confused, a side is a little bit happy about even the thing you're confused about or sad about. 
ده تا چو جنگ نبود دانی که لشکر But if that war inside you settles down and you kind of reach a level of peace then you're not so much aware of all that fragmentation and all that difference. In other words, the unity of the existence would be a lot easier to perceive and to come to terms with and in fact to enjoy and to celebrate if we can have our own inner peace, if we can come to terms with ourselves. Now, neither Rumi nor any other of these uh, mystic teachers ever pretend that any of these things are easy to happen. After all, we are human beings and, you know, we have um, conflicts, we have worries, we have hesitations, distractions, and all of that. What is Rumi's solution? And, and of course, it's not just one solution, it's not an easy solution, but it's, a, it's always about changing your way of life. It's always about uh, gravitating towards inner peace, gravitating towards understanding others and so on. So it's a step-by-step -step process. And the, and the best solution that I can identify for you within Rumi is to never give up and to always take action. In fact, you know, I, if you ask me to use a rubric to describe Rumi, well, I mean, there are many, <laughs> but one of my favorites is a spiritual activist. He's a spiritual activist. He wants you to take action. And he says again and again, he says, Kamar zamin nisti, zamin rabbil You're not less than the earth. The earth will be plowed. You, you can plow the earth and then plant trees and, and they bear fruit. So plow the earth of your existence. In other words, never let it stay dry and uh, dry up and uh, lose its ability for plants to grow in. Here, there's another one, uh, a beautiful poem. Um, and he always, always gives you beautiful metaphors, beautiful images, because those are the only ones that make sense to us. Because you know, if he were to do this scientifically, if we were to do, to measure how many neurons our brain is going to fire, if we do this and that, well, I'm sure the scientists understand that very well. But for the general public that, that we are, he has other ways of getting us understand that. And that's his poetic language. Chizid, chizid, machospid, kenazdik residim. Chizid, machospid. که نزدیک رسیدیم آواز خروس و سگ آنکوه شنیدیم. Get up. Rise. Do not sleep because we are so near to arrive, to reach our destination. Why? Because آواز خروس و سگ آنکوه شنیدیم. Because we are hearing um, the cocks crowing and the dogs barking from the village. Now, remember that travelers would be traveling in the dark very often and horses and donkeys and um, carriages between villages and it was the, the hard part and also the worrisome part because 
the roads were not always safe. But when they heard the, the, the cock crow and the dog bark, they knew that they were near a village. Who is the dog and the crow? How do we know that we are near a village? Rumi's own sound, his own voice, his own poetry. Indeed, he says this more than once. In, in on another occasion, he says, if people fall asleep when I talk sometimes, don't, don't bother them. It's because they feel so safe when they hear these words. And so here too, he says, hearing my voice when your heart moves, when you feel there is something here that you're responding to, means you're not that far away from that village because I'm the dog of that village. I am the rooster in that village and I'm crowing and I'm barking and you know that you're near. Rise, do not sleep, because it is close to dawn. We have indeed seen the star of the dawn, the star of the day, the, the ones that rise just before the dawn, and we know those signs. Shabudo, hame qafle, mahfuz rabat, khizid, kazani zulmato an habs rahibi. It was the night, and the whole caravan had stopped in a um stop one of those stops on the road um little motels that you know stop in now when we travel by car and um we were all inside there and it was dark and it was night but get up now that darkness is over the sun is out and we are free from the prison now Rumi refers to this world and our condition in this world um, very often as a kind of prison. And in some ways you might say, well, that is unusual because he does have that other sense of celebration that we refer to. The flowers are out, you know, the stars are shining, the dance of the galaxies. So are these contradictory with each other? Not really, because while all of that is going on and is giving us a taste, if according to him, if we were not limited to time and space, which are our prisons, there would be so much more that we could experience. But as human beings, we are, of course, limited. Now, um, these are spiritual practices, this understanding of the unity of the universe, this way of connecting to other people, as far as he is concerned, is one way of stretching the borderlines of this prison. And if you think about it, very often we make ourselves our own prisons by creating a very small world that has its own rules and excludes a lot of other people and a lot of other ways of thinking. And so if we manage to get on the road, get away from this prison, then we would have the opportunity to have a measure of freedom, maybe not full freedom, maybe not as good as we want it to be, but a measure of freedom. I see that um, we are very close to our 30, 32 minutes that each of these episodes are. So um, I want to 
And I'd like to leave you with a beautiful poem that, in fact, opens with a question or with lots of questions. Because ultimately, Rumi wants to say, you know, I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. Nobody has all the answers. And in fact, the answers are unlimited. Destinations are unlimited. So you can arrive. You can arrive every day. You can learn every day. You can expand every day. And you can expand your world every day. But you can do that only if you are an activist, a spiritual activist, who wants to go out and who wants to discover. And here are some of the questions he's asking. And he's addressing the beloved, who could be this worldly beloved, could be God, could be beauty itself, which he referred to as a unifying force. He's addressing that beauty, that force. To khorshidi vaya zohre vaya mahi nemidana. To khorshidi vaya zohre vaya mahi nemidana. و از این سرگشته مجنون چه میخواهی نمیدان در این درگاه پیچونی همه لطف است و موزونی چه سهرایی چه خزرایی چه درگاهی نمیدانم زرویت جان ما گلشن و نفش و نرگس و سوسن ز ماهت ماه ما روشن چه همراهی نمیدانم زهی دریای بی ساحل پر از ماهی درون دل چنین دریا ندیدستم چنین ماهی نمیدانم Are you the sun or the Venus or the moon? Are you? I don't know تو خرشیدی و یا زهره و یا ماهی نمیدانم Which of these you are? I don't know. But in Sargashtey Majnun Chemihahi Ultimately, with your beauty, with your light, with your force pulling me in your direction, what do you want to do? Ultimately, I don't know. And you know this not knowing is actually beautiful and very, very productive because what we know is limited. And again he's saying you You, the beauty that unifies the universe, you are limitless. And that's good news. That in in this threshold of no reason, no, no explanation, it's kind of no justification for the good things. I'm sorry, a car is passing by my house. I hope you're not hearing that. But let me read this line again. در این درگاه بیچونی همه لطف است و موزونی in this threshold of no justification because things could be given it's just absolute generosity it's all kindness and it's all harmony لطف و موزونی چه صحرایی چه خزرایی چه درگاهی نمیدانم what a beautiful plain green a field of green and I don't know what it is again I don't have a word for it I don't have an explanation 
و دسکرپشن زرویت جان ما گلشن بنفشه و نرگس و سوسن ز ماهت ماه ما روشن چه همراهی میدان Your face grows and gives light to us and turns our lives into flower fields, into gardens. Gardens full of lilies and daffodils and and your moon keeps our moon glowing. What a traveler, what a co-traveler you are. Zahi daryaye mi sahil por az maahi darun dil chenin darya What a shoreless sea filled with fish inside. I had never seen a sea like this before. Neither had I ever seen fish like the ones swimming in this sea. Let me leave you with this thought. Till next time, you can always email me with radiorumi at und.edu. Talk to you soon. Bomba, sana mo den 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 den